It's time again for Three Point Podcast. Three sports guys, three generations, and three hot takes. The triple threat includes baby boomer Ted Patel of Z92.5 The Castle. Our Gen Xer is Matt Burns of ESPN and the SEC Network out of Charlotte, North Carolina. The millennial man is Jared Patel of Valley Sports Detroit. Comments and questions can be sent by email to threepointpod at gmail.com. Follow Three Point Podcast on social media at threepointpod. The fellows will get enrolling right after this from our partners. Check out the Memorial Healthcare's Wellness Center in the now building on the campus of Memorial Healthcare. Memorial Healthcare's Wellness Center includes locker rooms, private showers, steam rooms, a sauna, a lap pool, and more, including a raised track for walking and running with views of the entire Memorial campus and surrounding area. Personally, I love it, man. Sunday, Saturday morning, get in there, get a good workout in, hit the sauna up, and I also do the steam room, so it's a perfect spot. I mean, I think it's only $12 for a day pass, but it For those of you who are looking to join for a winner membership, it's up to 15% off for your membership when it's paid in full. Memorial Healthcare strives to bring healthcare and wellness together, servicing patients' needs from diagnosis to treatment to rehab and beyond. For more details, go online at www.memorialhealthcare.org or call 989-720-CARE. That's 989-720-2273. Rivals Tap House and Grill is the area's go-to spot for the best in food and drink. Meet up with your friends and catch your favorite sporting events on over 20 high-def flat-screen TVs. And our 120-inch projection screen. Rivals can handle your larger, small parties and is an awesome spot to put on your fundraising events. Weekly food and drink specials including gourmet burgers, wings, pizza, homemade soup, and salads. Rivals also stocks a large selection of craft and domestic brews. Rivals Tap House and Grill, the official gathering spot of three-point podcast located on the corner of Shiawassee and M21 in Corona. Well, it's time for episode 301 of the three-point podcast. As always, we are presented by the Memorial Healthcare Wellness Center. Check out memorialhealthcare.org for everything they offer, including discounts for 2024. We also want to thank our great other partners, AZ Branding Solutions, Jacobs Insurance Agency, Corey Shook and Associates Real Estate Services, Nelson House Funeral Home, Rivals Tap House and Grill, Success Group Mortgage and Servicing. And remember, anytime that you get a chance to tell our sponsors that you listen to this podcast and hear their message, uh, they certainly appreciate it. Guys, we're going to kind of mix things up a little bit. We're going to jump right in to the prep spotlight presented by Jacobs Insurance Agency. And we'll start with the young fella, Jared, who happened to check out maybe the best game in the state, maybe this month. Tell us a little bit about uh, Freeland and Langsburg game. And Xander Woodruff is for real, isn't he? (laughs) Yeah, it was a very highly anticipated matchup, especially in our area, in this mid-Michigan Saginaw area. Um, Undefeated Langsburg, one loss Freeland, 16-1 versus 17-0 heading into it. And, I mean, it lived up to the billing. It it was a bit gut-wrenching for me to watch. I felt like when I was walking out of the gym once Freeland had lost, I felt like I had lost the game. But (laughs) other than that, it was, I mean – it, w- it lived up to the billing, man. I mean, you had a 52-point ball from Xander Woodruff. I mean, he is the real deal. You said it. can score from all three levels, three-pointer, maybe four levels, really. I mean, he yeah. has, like, step three range, uh, mid-range, and then he can get to the hole as well. Just impressive. I've never seen – like, that's the highest score performance I've ever seen in person. I had 40 scored on me one time. Um, <laughs> and it's kind of funny, man. When you're in the game, it doesn't – you're just going with it. It's a close game. Freeland and Lanesburg are back and forth. Next thing you know, you look at the scoreboard – I think he scored like 16 in a row uh, down the stretch. Freeland was up by nine, and then uh, he hit a big step back three, and then Lanesburg called a quick timeout to cut it to six, and then 
the snowball effect just started going in from there. But awesome, awesome game. It really was like an NBA game the way Freeland had uh, Huckabee. I think he – I can't find final stats for this game anywhere. We were just talking how I don't I don't know if there was any media member in attendance, which is kind of surprising. Mind-blowing. Um, yeah, and so I don't know what he what his numbers ended up being. Uh, once the game was over, I was just kind of had my head in my hands. So Huckabee had like, um, I think, I want to say like 35, 36, and who knows, man, maybe eight or nine threes. And then Xander Woodruff had 52, I, probably five or six threes. So just <laughs> watching those two guys go back and forth was uh, just impressive. It was just, it, it reminded you why you love high school basketball. It was everybody in the crowd was living and dying on every single shot. They're going up and down the floor. It almost felt like a college level game uh, with the amount of talent on the court. So just a lot of fun to watch. Wish it would have had a little bit of a different result, but heavy for Lanesburg. I mean, 19 and 0 seemed to have a premier player that can maybe, you know, get them over the hump and get them to the Breslin. They got to the quarters last year, Um, but wow, they're looking good. And what a big, you know, kind of litmus test. For both teams, really. I mean, that's an undefeated Lanesburg team that's pretty damn good, and Freeland probably is kicking themselves thinking they should have won that game, uh, and Lanesburg ends up winning the game. So really, really just a good game down the stretch, and it's going to be exciting to see what these two teams do uh, in the tournament here in a week or two. We, we should preface a little bit for our Lanesburg fans why Jared was a little depressed. His brother, John, is the head coach of Freeland. <laughs> right. So we want to get that out there right now. So right, blood's right. thicker than anything else. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Heck of a game for sure. And, you know, yeah. even though Freeland took it on the chin, I think uh, Coach John there probably learned a few things that he has to get ready for for the tournament because you're going to see some teams, especially if you go deep in the tournament, that have talent, maybe not as good as Woodruff, but up there, you know, and you're going to have to stop right. these big players. Yeah, it kind of reminds me hearing you talk about it. You remember back in like the mid-2000s when LeBron scored that 25 straight points against the Pistons? And yep, as fans right. were sitting there watching, like, please do something against this guy. Please yeah. double him, triple him, do something. Sometimes, you know, so I'd be curious what, you know, that team, when they look back, like, man, do we wish we would have done this or that? I wonder if your brother, yeah, is looking back thinking maybe they could have ran a different defense at, at Woodruff. Maybe they could have done a little something different. Or maybe it's just that he was going off. He was he yeah. was in the zone, and right. it's almost like there's nothing you could do when, it, when a player – 52 points – well, 34 36 for the, the Freeland player is a lot. Right. 52 in a high school game is a lot of points against a really good team. It's not like Freeland is, you know, a bunch of schmucks that it's easy to score against. 52 right. points is a lot to put up in, you know, yeah. basically a playoff basketball game, you know? Right. So that's impressive. And head coach, you know, Lanesburg's coach last week told us, Tim Beebe that they wanted games like this because they felt like last year when they started making their run, maybe they got shell shocked a couple times going up against, you know, better teams and then the team that they ended up losing to. So I think maybe this, I wonder if this gives the team like a pretty big confidence boost. Like, right. Hey, oh, look at definitely. this. We, we can I, beat anyone. Right. Yeah. You would think it would. I mean, that's why, that's why that was an awesome game when it, where it fell on the schedule kind of perfectly fit really where you have this big game you get psyched up for, and then I mean Freeland plays again again uh, tonight against wow. I think a fifteen and two Sanford Meridian team, so it's oh, like geez. they're right back at it. So, um, but yeah, so you build up for this game. Lanesburg had a big test before the tournament. Now they're rolling. You know they're really supremely confident. I would think. Um, yeah, yeah. The only bummer. Go I was going to say, Jared. The only bummer we talked about it off air a little bit 
a Monday night game. I mean, this is a right. this would be a prime Saturday night matchup, man. These two teams have yeah. packed that gym, pack in the media. I mean, this time of year, right. that's the that's the only bummer about it that I saw. For sure. And yeah, there was talks maybe playing on a Saturday for whatever reason they, they landed on a Monday. And yeah, I mean, it was the crowd, it was about 75% full. And but you know, if it was, you know, maybe a Thursday or Friday or a Saturday, it would have right. been standing room only. Um, and it's still, it's funny, you know, you get in these small gyms and I, it's, it, it still felt like a pretty damn good atmosphere, especially <laughs> down the stretch as Lanes, the Lanesburg crowd kind of started coming back with that 16 0 run. They started making themselves heard. So yeah, it's just, it was looking back, you know, I, I was like, after I, after the first hour and I kind of, you know, decompressed and, you know, you get, you get over it and you're on to the next game. It's like, man, that was just a really, really fun game, and I'm glad I was there to to watch it. Yeah, like you said, it it sounds like one of those perfect high school basketball games. I mean, there there is something cool about high school yeah. basketball in, in a smaller gym, even if it is only 75% full, right. still really loud. Everyone's standing up going crazy. Freeland student section was probably going crazy the whole yeah. time. So so that is it sounds like an awesome time. I was gonna say before you jump into your notes, Ted, I did yeah. see this morning. The D zone tweeted out that there's only seven undefeated teams remaining in, in boys varsity basketball. Wow. Lanesburg and Chesanine obviously being two of them. Yeah. So that's kind of kind of crazy. We've had both their coaches on, but I mean that had to be you don't want to now, you know, because Lanesburg probably has what two or three games left in the regular season? Uh two, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to live too high on this one and then slip up against, you know, some team that you probably should have beat. But you got to think that they're going to be going into the the playoffs probably with no losses. Yeah. Well, it's I mean, think if you think about that, I mean, they went what twenty three and one last year, <laughs> lost one game in quarters. Now they're going to be probably twenty and zero heading into the tournament this year. At most, they're going to have one loss. I mean, quite a two year run for for the Lanesburg yeah. basketball program. Yeah, I mean, like I told Coach Beebe, man, <clears throat> that is a basketball school over there in Langsburg. I mean, they're good in other sports too, but man, they really have put up some numbers, starting with really with Greg Mitchell and then going on to Morrill and now Beebe. I mean, they're doing a great job over there. Some of the other, well, you talked about Chesanine. They downed New Lothrop last Friday and they stay perfect, 18 and 0. Uh, Corona down Clio 74 to 60 had a little slow start, but Braylon Sosha lit it up in the second half for 25 points. That was the castle game of the week. Duran now 14 and four after a nine point win over Mount Morris. Markel Tate had check this stat line boys. He had 27 points, 12 rebounds, eight blocks, seven steals and four, four assists. Not, that's not a bad evening in the gym. (laughs) all, All around game. Yeah, absolutely. In girls basketball, number 10, Ovid Elsie down Byron with ease, 64 to 10. Marauders now 13 and 2. Clio edged out the Corona Cavaliers 30 to 29. Gracie Tremere had 13 in that one. In swimming, Owasso 96 90 over Fenton. Blake Dinger had a couple of W's. Chesanine swam past Alma 99 69. The Indians now 7 and 3. And finally, here's another stat for you New Lothrop won their 29th straight wrestling district title 29 straight unbelievable what a dynasty they have over there huh I don't, that does almost doesn't even make any sense 29 straight districts how was there not one year in there that i know some other team came into the district and had a couple studs and like that, that's right. the definition of a dynasty for sure yeah yeah I t- it's not even one coach. program yeah, it's, uh, well, they, that's probably over what three, four, five coaches that have taken yeah. over that program during that duration too. So, 
Yeah, they love to wrestle out there. They love to wrestle and they love to play football. And they it do. shows. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Dalton, Bar- Dalton Birchmeyer and Jack Kalhanik both both picked up their career wins, number 100 in that one. Well, that's going to about do it for the prep spotlight, fellas. I think we need to have a little Super Bowl conversation coming up next right after this. Jacobs Insurance Agency has served Shiawassee County and the surrounding areas since 1977. Just like Three Point Podcasts, we've had three generations, Gary Jacobs Sr., Gary Jacobs II, Brian Jacobs, and myself, Noah Jacobs, serving our community with offices in Waterford and Owasso on M21, just west of Home Depot. Stop in or go online to jacobsinsurance.com to get a quote or get your questions answered by our team. Jacobs Insurance is a proud supporter of our local schools and the proud sponsor of the Prep Spotlight. Insure everything, local, independent, and trusted. It's our family working together to protect yours. That's the Jacobs way. Nelson House Funeral Home's number one goal is to serve the families in our area. The Nelson House staff are proud to serve our local community with reliability, integrity, and compassion. Unique service representing unique lives, ensuring your loved ones receive the honor and celebration they deserve. Founded in 1880 and continuing the tradition today with chapels in Owasso, Chesanine, and New Lothrop. For more details, find them at nelson-house.com or call 989-723-5234. It's much more than a gym. It's the Memorial Healthcare Wellness Center. Stocked with a wide array of state-of-the-art cardio and strength equipment, the Wellness Center also offers a variety of fitness classes. Run, jog, or get your steps in on the raised sky track with views of the entire Memorial Campus. As part of your membership, enjoy the spa-like locker rooms with private showers. Also included is use of the steam rooms, saunas, and therapy pool. For more details, go online at memorialhealthcare.org or call 989-720-CARE. Success Group Mortgage and Servicing is Shiawassee County's only licensed mortgage broker, lender, and servicer. That means you get exclusive products not found anywhere else. If you are looking to purchase a home or refinance a home in Florida, Hawaii, or Michigan, stop what you're doing and give Success Group Mortgage and Servicing a call, 989-720-4380. That's 989-720-4380. All right, guys, I'll start it off. As you know, I uh, had made my plans to come out to the Super Bowl about nine months ago with the uh, (laughs) little bit of an inkling of the Lions making it. Uh, There were some jeers. There were some people saying, yeah, right. But I will say this, they came off a close, didn't they? A half away from being in the Super Bowl. And the way I figured it when I booked my trip, okay, if they make it, I'm set. I get to go hang out and tailgate and just do the whole Lion experience. Don't make it. I still get to do the Super Bowl experience and and be in Vegas. So it really was kind of a win-win for me. So uh, it was everything I, I thought it would be. I mean, as you saw, you posted on, on Twitter. I mean, I got a chance to meet Barry Sanders and actually talk to him. I had my since 57 jersey on. I was a little bit nervous thinking he might think I'm dissing the team and the franchise. First thing out of his mouth was, I love your jersey. I, mean, I couldn't <laughs> believe it. How, what, what, who, who snapped the photo of you? It was a great picture of you guys locked, locked in hands, shaking hands. Who snapped that photo? Well, it was it was, uh, and I'm not gonna lie, it was a it was a paid autograph se- session, right? <laughs> it, it, it was Field okay. of Dreams. You, you had to go into Field of Dreams and buy some merch, and then you could get in line and get your autograph. 
So we did. I bought an eight by ten picture. I had my jersey on. Here's a, here's the fun story. I, and when I talked to the guy when I when I bought the picture, I said, "Hey, you think there's any chance he'd sign this jersey?" He says, "Well, you know, you can ask him if he's if he's willing to. Sure." So we get in line, we get up there, and then they, it's very well organized. You know, they have people that are that are working the table there, and they they said, "Give me your camera, we'll take pictures." I probably got twenty pictures on my camera, yeah. similar. And uh, you know, when he said, "I love your jersey," and then my wife was with me, she goes, "Hey, uh, you think he'll sign it?" I say, "Hey, Barry, would you sign my jersey?" And I started peeling it off because he said, "Sure." And then the uh, the organizer said, "Uh, uh-uh. uh." No, no. What, what's the problem? Why? What's why would there be a big deal? Is it because of what it said? Is that why? No. Is that why you didn't sign it? No. I would. No. Ass- I would assume they they want you to only sign stuff that you buy there. Absolutely would be my assumption. Oh, because I because I, I I said okay, I didn't make a big deal about it, and then I walk away. You know, after I met him and talked with him for a little bit, uh, and then I asked I asked, well, how how much would it be to sign the jersey? And this girl says, eh. Probably seven ninety nine. I said seven hundred ninety nine. No thanks. So, so anyway, but that was very, that was very cool. Yeah, that is cool. I, I know. I think I've told you guys before. I, I did meet him one time uh, when he was in Bristol up at ESPN doing a bunch of interviews. I, I, I tracked him down basically and bumped into him. I feel like he's probably that way. So I told him I'm a Lions fan, of course, lifelong Lions fan. Right. And we talked for, you know, a good 10 minutes or whatever. I didn't want to take up too much of his time, but I feel like he's probably that way, probably with anyone, even if it was a 49ers fan or a Chiefs fan there for that signing. Yeah. But especially Lions fans. I'm sure if you tell him you've been a Lions fan your whole life, almost 70 years, and you've seen it all, basically, you know, he probably would, would have talked to you for a half hour if he yep. could have. He just seems like just a really nice guy, a really humble, cool guy, especially – to Lions fans. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you know, he's there, he's there making money too, but he right. is down, he's totally down to earth. I mean, he he looked up at me, say, Hey, what's your name? You know, what's your wife's name? You know, talk to us for that was a couple minutes, you know, which yeah. was was very cool. And uh I I fanboyed a little bit, I have to admit, you know. I mean, here here's the greatest running back of all time in the NFL, and, and I'm chatting with him, and you know, it was it was cool. It was a great Super Bowl experience, and then coming in later on. My wife's favorite player of all time is Lawrence Taylor, and he was there doing the same thing. Oh, we wow. did not go through and get an autograph, but we did take a few pictures. But uh, cool. how did she? How did she end up Lawrence Taylor being her favorite player of all time? Well, she lived out east in in the Baltimore area, and everybody out there was like uh, Washington fans or Raven fans, and she just got annoyed with it. And she said, "Well, I'm going to become a Giant fan." <laughs> okay. and she just followed the Giants. She's always been a Giant fan, and LT was her guy. And gotcha. and really, when you think about it, we, we have the greatest running back of all time in many people's opinion, and probably maybe the greatest defensive player of all time, yeah. arguably greatest linebacker, right? Yep. Lawrence Taylor. That'd so. It's. I highly recommend anybody that gets a chance to go to a Super Bowl and participate in all the activities because it's all, it's all NFL stuff, man. Everybody walking around Vegas was wearing jerseys. It, it was. It was incredible. Yeah. How many times did you replay the second half of that Lions 49ers <laughs> game as you were walking around, seeing all the 49ers gear and the fact that really, what should have been one hell of a week, which still was, and you still had a good time and you made the most of it at Super Bowl week, but. Had to have definitely kind of knocked it down a peg. The fact that your sweet lions weren't there because man, that would have lined up perfectly. Well, it did, it did, and and you know, it also. I'm not one that I can appreciate people saying, 
oh, it's too bad about your lions and this and that. And I, I was getting a lot of that. And that just yeah. kept, that kept rubbing it in, you know, <laughs> right, like yeah. I had, then I had to say, yeah, they're half away. They should have won that game. And I will tell you guys this, every single person that made a comment on that lions game said he should have kicked the field goal on that first fourth down play. Everybody's not, these weren't lion fans. These were right. other fans. So I, I thought that was interesting. I actually had to stick up for Dan Gamble and say, you know, hey, this is what he does. I have yeah. no issue with it. Catch the ball, dude. That's all. Yeah. I, I saw <laughs> yeah, something. That's obviously easy to say after they did not get the fourth down conversions, but right, that, that's a whole right. other discussion. I saw right. something on Twitter that basically like Las Vegas, like although the Super Bowl was cool, they don't ever want to host it again because it scared away all like the big gambling sharks and it got replaced with like, football fans like yourself would you say have you did you notice that it was maybe not your typical vegas kind of crew that you that you normally roll around with and you would you go out west no you know i didn't really notice it but that makes sense to me you know because (laughs) i mean all the nfl football fans really took over the casinos there's no question about it and and, you know they're and they're already spending big bucks out here so they're probably not gambling as much as as you would think they would yeah that's a that's a pretty fair point um, did get a chance to see Eli and Peyton Manning at the uh, at, at the uh, casino. Uh, what one were they at? The, the uh, Caesars, Caesars Palace. They were there at the sports book, and uh, we did do a little entertainment too on Saturday night. Saw the Beatles love Cirque du Soleil. I think oh, that's nice. how you say it, du Soleil. It's incredible, man. I, you know, it's all Beatles music, tremendous sound, and these gymnasts that are just incredible gymnasts and dancers. It, it was it was well worth it. So we saw a decent show too while we were out here. Yeah, I feel so like you got to see some sort of show when you're out there. And I know Cirque du Soleil. I've I've seen videos. I've never seen them live, but I've seen videos, and it does look like it'd be awesome. And especially in Vegas, yeah. you know, it'd be like top notch out there. It, but then I, I've heard I've seen some people give a quick, I guess, review of Super Bowl week in Vegas, and yeah. they've said I've seen everything you've said. Amazing. It's Vegas. Of course, it's going to be top notch. It's going to be entertainment everywhere. It's going to bring out all the stars, you know, all of that. I saw a couple people say it was almost too much. Like, <laughs> like they, it was almost like overwhelming. Like it, it's almost better in a, this is, I'm, I'm going off what other people said. Obviously I wasn't there, yeah. but they said it's almost better at a, a smaller city, maybe like a Nashville or right. maybe even a Detroit. It just stinks that the Super Bowl is in February. So the weather in Detroit's yeah, always can. iffy. Um or even even I mean Miami maybe. But you know like they said like Vegas it was almost too much. Like there's almost too much going on to really like soak in being there for the Super Bowl. And I don't right. know if you got that. I mean you've been to Ve- Vegas before, but well I, I don't know if there's... you got that vibe. There's there's definitely a little bit of that because when you go to Vegas anytime on a Friday Saturday, the strip is packed, right? So on top of that, you bring your Super Bowl fans along with the regulars that go to Vegas. It was extra packed. That's why I stayed down on Fremont Street, and I enjoy that better than the strip, to tell you the truth. We you know it's there's a lot of crazy stuff goes on down there, but uh, it it makes sense if it was somewhere else. Vegas seems yeah. like a natural, but you know. Uh, it still was entertaining and, yeah. and had a good time. But, the, you know, mainly we want to talk a little bit about the game, you know. And I got to start it off by saying, man, I was a knucklehead. I didn't even understand the overtime rule this year. <laughs> and then and then come to find out, San Francisco doesn't apparently seem to, to have known the, the rules this Unbelievable. year. Unbelievable. Right. Let's well, start yeah, it was with weird that. Because 
I remember hearing about it at the beginning of the season or maybe, I don't right. know, a week or two in that it was going to be a new uh, overtime for playoffs. Right. Obviously, the, the regular season was still, you know, what it has been for a little while. But when the playoffs came around, they were going to go to this new format. And obviously, we didn't have any overtime games until the right. Super Bowl. So we didn't have it happen or have it, it, didn't, it didn't come up. And it seemed like, a lot of people were confused. Nance and Romo were kind of like trying yeah. to go through the rules. It seemed like there might have been some confusion there. Obviously, the players. I mean, we were we were texting. We didn't know what the heck was going on. It was like right. It basically they should have just basically said it's like it's like college rules <laughs> for the most yeah. part. You know, everyone gets a chance no matter what. But um, it was definitely it was it was a good game for sure. Anytime you know that it comes down two two minute warning and it's a tie game. And then it goes overtime. That's going to be exciting for for a Super Bowl, any any game, but especially for a Super Bowl. But I don't know. What you guys thought like the rest of the game was pretty boring. I mean, you know, again, if you're a Niners or a Chiefs fan, you probably feel differently. You're locked into every single play. But as someone who wanted to see Patrick Mahomes just chucking it all over the place and Christian McCaffrey running all over the place and you know stuff like that, it was kind of just like a oh man. Yeah, it was cool seeing Jake Moody break the record for uh, like 20 minutes and then his record got yeah. broken. Yeah, a lot of airtime. Yeah. But yeah, it was just, I don't know. Overall, to me, it was the actual game. We'll get to the other stuff that goes on with the Super Bowl, but it was it was a good game. You yeah. know, not, not like one of the best ever to me. But again, if I was a 49ers fan or say the Lions had lost like that in the Super Bowl, I would have been pretty crushed like I was with the NFC title game. It was probably one of the most exciting Super Bowls for me because I won a five hundred dollars square on zero zero in the first quarter. <laughs> yeah, you, anytime you win money. <laughs> so, but other than that, yeah, I hear what you're saying. That the the bet that is the easy winner every single year in the Super Bowl, and and I was right there with you, Ted. Is the over under for the first quarter? I I, I, like, I don't remember what the stat was, but I swear I don't think Tom Brady ever scored a touchdown in the first quarter of any of his Super Bowls. Like, I just think there's something about the nerves. This year was like nine and a half points. Sure enough, it's under. It, 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 it yeah. was a little bit weird how it happened. You know, it took some fumbles and a couple yeah. other screw-ups, but it got there. Yeah, if you're San Francisco, you're sick. I mean, Kyle Shanahan clearly has some demons, it seems, in the Super Bowl. Um, you know, three three losses, including when he was a coordinator for the Falcons. couple, you know, blown leads, 10-point, and then obviously the 20 five point lead that they had against the Patriots. It, it was a great, it, it ended up being a great game down the stretch and Patrick Mahomes showed you why, I mean, he's, he's the best uh, outside of Tom Brady and it would not shock me if one day he's, he passes Tom Brady. Um, what a performance down the stretch. And it felt like once he picked up a couple of those first downs with his legs, he really yeah. sort of locked in and he was a totally different guy the back half of that game. Yeah. But yeah, the OT, I mean, I feel like we're brushing over this and I don't know. I don't want, I haven't been watching, you know, ESPN all day yesterday or so I'm not sure if this has been a big topic of conversation. I don't know how it can. If it was Dan Campbell, it'd be all we'd be hearing about for the next, you know, six right. months. It feels like, right. What is going on? How do you not understand the OT rules? One, how is it not picture? Like they probably have a million meetings leading up to the Super Bowl, both in your team, both with the NFL and Roger Goodell. Like how is there not a brief kind of explanation over the overtime rules? Just perplexing. Uh, right. and, and it's funny because, Ted, I mean, you were talking about Tony Romo, and right. he's been getting a lot, a lot of hate. I mean, you're a play-by-play guy. You probably, you know, cringed and, and you know, rolled into a ball and almost died on the floor 
when the final touchdown was scored and Romo just wouldn't wouldn't stop talking. Yeah, that's not. <laughs> what job. were your thoughts on Romo and ultimately how do you think Jim Nance and him are as a team? And what would you do if you're CBS? You know, I probably and I'll I'll let you jump in too, Matt. But I just me looking at it. I, I think they're okay, but mm-hmm. during the game, they were just there were some comments that were made that were just aggravate me a little bit. And Tony Romo, to me, he has energy. I'll give him that. He has plenty of energy. I like I like people with energy, but he just talks too much. And yeah. he did he did ruin the end of the game. I mean, that's a moment where Nance made his call. What do you say? Cashed it in or whatever his <laughs> comment Jackpot, was. I think. Yeah, hit the jackpot, and then you let the crowd go. You just yeah. let it go quiet, but. And that's what I think most people are complaining about. Romo's one of those guys, you either love him or you hate him, right? right. There's, there's really no in-between. I've been out on him for a while, but he's <laughs> adequate. He's there. Okay, I'd, I'd, pro- I'd rather probably see the – who's the guy on Fox that we like? That Greg Olson? Olson. I'd, I'd rather see him there myself. I like Olson, yeah. but that's my thought. It will It will be interesting to see, Jared, you said, what, what should CBS do? Because obviously they – Romo and Nance are their number one. They're, they're a squad, but – so there's Greg Olson, who could – I mean, everyone loves – he's been fantastic. But remember, Tom Brady is supposed to have that job right. too. So it's like, you know, is Greg Olson going to be number two to Tom Brady, who's never done it before? Or, well, they, they're not going to make Tom Brady the number two no, he's one. color guy. So, like, yeah, what, what's going to happen there? Can I ask you something, Got you guys, this real quick while you're yeah. still on this topic? Why, why did Brady take two years off? I understand because Tom Brady, because he's Tom Brady, man. Yeah, (laughs) I mean that let Olson even settle in, you know, to really. Uh, Tom Brady's Tom Brady. He's not worried about. uh, Greg Olson could have been the greatest. Could have been John Madden in the booth. It doesn't matter. Tom Brady would have replaced him. Uh, Yeah, Greg Olson is going to take somebody's job at some point. I don't know what his contract is with Fox. It's not going to be Tom Brady's. It's going to be somebody's. Like Tony Romo, I like him, and like I, I want him to call NFL games. I like enjoy listening to him, but. Yeah, yeah, they just they they were a bit sloppy down the stretch. I, I felt like he was like over trying to over explain like pre snap drawing all over the screen right. like where in those final five minutes, man, just like let us watch. Right, like right. I'm all about learning things. You know, it's probably, it's probably right up my alley what he's doing, but even I wasn't really even vibing with it. So, well, that's what I, he I just, he, he hasn't improved much. Like I feel like right, like we're seeing the same guy that we saw seven years ago. Where when like seven years ago we're like, oh wow, he's good now. Imagine what he's gonna be when he gets some reps. It's like I feel like those. It's like he's the same guy. Yeah, he came in obviously basically right off the playing field and knew everything that was going on because yep. he had just played. Now it almost he almost comes off like he doesn't do his homework to me. Yeah. And I don't know if you agree, Ted, or you too. hundred percent agree. He he comes off like he just shows up to the booth and because he knows football, he played his whole life, he's just gonna call the game. And you know, he he gets it right a lot, but then there's other times where it's like, Yeah, man, just shut up. Like you remember the the Rose Bowl, Chris Fowler, it was perfect. And it, that's the first one that came to mind when they stopped, when Michigan stopped Jalen Milrow, he said like landmark win for Michigan and then just let it breathe. And you heard the band and you heard the crowd and, right. and that's not the only example that most, most of the time that's how it happens. Right. But that's what, that's my question. Like I don't, Romo would probably never admit it, but it almost came off like he didn't know the game was over <laughs> right. because like, you'd almost think like if he knew that was the Super Bowl winning touchdown, he would have stopped. Give it yeah. a minute or two and then say whatever the heck you want to say. But it was almost like he didn't know that was a game-winning touchdown because right before he was saying something about because Andy Reid wasn't using his timeouts. And he said something like, well, you got to treat this like it's the first quarter, not the right. second quarter. And 
So that's where there was some confusion. Yeah, so, I don't know why he was. Yeah, it was I weird. don't know. They were, he was lost. And I hate to say that. Like, it's easy for me to, you know, I mean, we're talking about, like, even think about, you know, Freeland Lanesburg. <laughs> it's like, you know, the man in the arena. That's what I love about it is the guy, the kids playing in the game or, you know, the guy up in the booth calling the game. And, right. and that's why I love what we do. We, we get to sit here and, and, you know, analyze it. And it's, it's, it's what makes us fun. But I, yeah, he just was struggling, man. So, Ted, let me ask you this. How yeah. do you, You've you've had your fair share of partners in your days. Yeah, yeah. One, two two part question. You one, let's just say Corona's 1983 championship. We time warp you back. You have your legendary call, and then your partner does what Romo does. What is your reaction to that right after that happens? Two, if you have so like what is what do you think Jim Nance is telling Romo, like trying to coach him up? It's like, don't you think that Nance is like just Nance and him seem like great friends? That's why I kind of like him as a team. And Nance is trying his best to like bring him along. It feels like. So, what is it about their team that Romo's just not clicking? What do you think? Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to say. And you know, going back to your first question about you know making a call, it, you know, I probably wouldn't get too worked up about it because I don't get that. I don't. It's not that far in advance in my thought process. I think Jim Nance, this guy is so professional, and all these top play by play guys, they know the moment. They got they got something in their mind. If Kansas City wins the game or the 49ers wins the game, there's gonna be a bell tower a quote that they yeah. already have thought of. Don't you guys think that? Especially with it being in with it being in Vegas oh, and him saying, did. you know, jackpot yeah. or whatever. So yeah, I mean I do like the pairing okay. I just I do feel a little bad for Nance. I think Romo brings him down a little bit. I think he truly likes him. I mean, they yeah. said I love you, you know, and all that, but uh, it it does bring the quality to me down a little bit, you know. It's, it's almost it's almost like Romo is really trying to like stake his claim, I guess, right. as yeah. the best color guy in football. Like he, you know what I mean? Like he's almost trying to do too much sometimes. Yeah, like like kind of what makes Greg Olson good is like I think he knows like I got to be in and out when I'm talking. And perfect, you're right. Right. I don't know. He just he I don't know how to explain it. If I was in the booth, I wouldn't shut up. I don't know. He just seems to get it. I don't know why, but that's what yeah. makes him so good, man. He just seems to have that cadence down. You just um, nailed it perfectly, Jared. You got to get in. The, the color guys got to get in and out, make the point. Olsen does it tremendous. Aikman does it very good. Yeah, yeah I mean, know? that's, yeah. All these guys, and even Romo's like, you know, pretty damn good. It's just like it's Super Bowl, all eyes are on you. Like, you need to have your A game. Um, yeah, right. is, is yeah I, I, always, I always think, too, yeah, you got to be in and out. But the color guy, they, they get their time to shine. When yep. the replay comes in and they yep, get to actually right. break down the touchdown, that's like, all right, that's your time to shine. That's where you Perfect. tell right. the audience how they scored during the play, you know, pre-snap. Like yep. Romo has those moments though. I, so I'm, I'm a little down. You know, you said you either love or hate him. I'm still, I'm not. I don't love him. I still oh, enjoy right. him because he is just kind of goofy and sometimes <laughs> he's funny. Like he had one. There was a play where the Niners. It was in the fourth quarter. The 49ers basically brought the house and. Mahomes just threw a dart over the middle for like a 25 yard gain or something. Yeah. And the clip is funny because he like, he like draws a circle and says, look at 49ers are bringing the house basically. And then right when Mahomes throws a dart, you just hear Romo basically under his breath, but obviously with a hot yeah. mic, he says like, Oh, they shouldn't have done that. Right. <laughs> 25. Yeah, yard gain. Wide he always, wide he always has those that are pretty funny. Those are yeah. good. Those are, those are decent. I like that. Yeah. Uh, but no, I overall, that was- I mean, yeah, I, the 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 Super Bowl production is always going to be great, whether it's yeah. CBS, whether it's right. Fox, 
ESPN does have one coming up here in a few years. That's why they brought on Buck and Aikman. So, right. you know, the, the Super Bowl production is always going to be awesome. But unless unless you guys have anything else about the game, I mean, just about those thing. commercials? Yeah, yeah, well, go ahead. Before we get to commercials, just one thing. Now that we know the overtime rule, I mean, Jared, you do it anyway. Matt, you do it. Don't you don't you play defense first? You absolutely yeah. do. Yeah. You have to. I did say, oh yeah, I, I did want to say that, Jared. You you said had anyone been talking about that? I I did I because I was curious too. Right. I watched Get Up for a little bit yesterday and they were ripping Kyle Shanahan yeah. because yeah. it came out that Chiefs players said they had been talking about this every week. They have a whole segment in their meetings about overtime and what they would do with overtime. 49ers players were like, we had no idea what the heck was going on. So it's kind yeah. of a bad look for Kyle Shanahan. Cause right. You know, the idea is it's been talked about if you and Shanahan kind of defended himself. He said that they, they saw it as get the ball, score a touchdown and trust your defense. But you know, you're going against Patrick Mahomes who was on a right. roll. I don't know if you want to do that. And you're giving I, him four saw, downs. Like right. you lose that's down, the whole going first. Right. That's yeah. the point Dan Orlovsky made. And I hadn't really thought about it the way he said it was like what you just said. With the Chiefs getting the ball second, it's four down territory. You you oh, have fun. to score. So now like they, they can't punt, you know, right. after, after the 49ers kick the field goal, you can't punt. So you're telling Mahomes you've got four downs to get every right. single sequence of downs. And I hadn't really thought about it like that. So it was like, yeah, you don't you don't want to do that. You, you take- that, that was worse than anything Dan Campbell did for Island. I so. Dan Campbell made 50-50 gambles that went wrong. That was just flat out not knowing what the hell is going on, which is shocking because Kyle Shanahan seems like, a, like, and I know he's still a freaking goddamn good coach, but seems like a guy that, you know, doesn't leave any stone unturned. So that's like what was so shocking about it. It seemed like something you would have saw – and this is just like the stereotype with Dan Campbell. It seems like something that would have happened to the Lions. And right. like you don't expect it from Kyle Shanahan, who's been in the NFL since he was like 10 years old with his dad. Like, I don't know. Just just crazy, man. One thing I – yeah, last thing I'll say about the game. Brock Purdy, I thought he played great. I think he's he he's a stud in this league. He they, they shot themselves in the foot so many different ways, and he's just so poised. You can't rattle him. It's, it's unbelievable. Um, it's inspiring as a, as I mean, he's like six foot, but I'm whatever as a, as a fellow short guy, it's like, wow, he's like making some tough throws out of this pocket that are just incredible. So I just wanted to give him and his flowers because I really do think it, you know, people will look at it as the same result that Jimmy Garoppolo had, but I really think he's a step up from that. And I think he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. uh, If he's, if this team stays healthy and they keep doing what they're doing, their time will come. You would hope not for lost lions fans, but (laughs) yeah, 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 right. Yeah, the, the step or the you know the step up from him, Garoppolo, is he can run. We saw Purdy running right. against the Lions, and I was saying the whole time watching that game, the, the Super Bowl, I was like, why is he choosing not to run now? He chose to run all over the Lions and had like well, sixty I, yards rushing, but he he only rushed for like eight yards against the I Chiefs. Think, so. I think what I was seeing or reading was basically that the Lions basically had. If you remember that game, the Lions almost like never blitz, and that's kind of been their mo all year with Aaron Glenn is they rarely blitz. We bitched about it all the time, right. but San Fran or, uh, but the chiefs were set basically sending, sending blitzes every snap and just manning up on the perimeter. And I think that's maybe why we saw that a little bit. Also yeah. why maybe they gave a few more like kind of bigger plays down the field uh, because of those blitzes. But how about what, what, what now that we are transitioning uh, post game, Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey. I mean, that was the biggest story. I, it, you know, it's crazy to say it, but 
really felt like the biggest story of the weekend was those two, their relationship. People are going to bitch about it, of course, but hard not to appreciate their on-field embrace uh, after a Super Bowl win like that. Pretty amazing. Especially knowing she had just had a show in Japan. So right. she flew all the way from Japan. I mean, when you got the money she does, she it's not like she's flying southwest from Japan. Yeah. But, um, you know, so she was just across the world and then flew over to Vegas and she was there for the game. No, I, I saw some. She was on screen for 51 or 54 seconds, less than 1% of the overall Super Bowl airtime. So right. for all the people that get so mad about it, I mean, to me, you know, if, if, if that's your opinion, that's fine. But to me, it's like they're they're always cutting to people. I think we've talked about this before. They're either they're cutting to fans, they're cutting to coaches. They're you know they're always cutting away to people. So right. when you've got someone like Taylor Swift, biggest superstar in the world right now, dating one of the best tight ends ever on the Chiefs, yeah, they're they're probably gonna show her a couple times. And she's there with Travis Kelsey's mom. She's there with Jason Kelsey. Travis's brother is in there. So like it's not like they're literally just focused on her. So I don't know. It's just kind of goofy. One of those things. Like, why? Why are you getting so mad about this? You know, it's almost like there's another reason you're getting mad about it because really, right. it's not that you're big jealousy. of a deal, yeah. right? But I mean, what I look at it is, Taylor Swift is she's a genius. I mean, she has built her career because of her musical ability and also her business savvy. You know, she knows who she's she's marketing to and it's these little yeah, kids your daughter's got to be a taylor swift fan oh, yeah. think. but then it's, but then you see the tie into the super bowl and you see some of the things that go on i think more of her i mean she she throws out an f-bomb once in a while she'll pound a beer down right she's a normal person right. you know she's normal it's yeah. funny how that that chugging of a beer that's like what everybody does that you wonder why they do it it's because somebody like you sees that and goes wow she's awesome yeah. I think I think it's it shows that she's a normal human being. Yep. That's yeah, it, it's funny seeing the I mean the, the it's funny seeing like the side by sides like basically if you follow her music how she's always had to run with her boyfriends they never want to be seen in the public eye. It's like right. people are editing like side by sides of her previous relationship where they're like you know covering themselves up sprinting into the car and then it's like just her and Travis Kelsey like making out on the field like <laughs> you gotta love it. I mean, what, what, okay, this has to be talked about. It's another thing that's kind of been swept under the rug because they won Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid. What oh. a wild embrace that really was. I it like it, it, they definitely have you know kind of a you know a relationship that's clearly spanned what ten plus years, and they clearly they, they they clearly you know our buddy like our buddies and respect each other all that stuff, but. Wow, that was I've never seen something like that. Andy Reid looked like he was about to like topple over and have like right. a heart attack. It looked like it scared the bejesus out of him. So that was worth uh just noting. What a bizarre embrace that really was. Yeah, I you know, Kelsey at that point, the Chiefs weren't doing anything on offense. And I think Travis Kelsey at that point had like one catch. So he was clearly not happy. And I you almost wondered, did he mean to cross check Andy right. Reid? Or did the emotions, he just went up to him and did bump him. Andy Reid's an older gentleman and probably got caught off guard. So, you know, our, he, he... Our balance isn't what it used to be. I'll tell you right. that right now. <laughs> but right. The the image of Travis Kelsey, angry as all yeah. get out, looks like he's tackling Andy Reid, doesn't look good. But right, after the game, I mean, 
you, you hear them. Yeah, it was nothing. You know, they're Huge like, respect. whatever. I, I respect this person more than anyone in, in the game. So, yeah. you know. Well, Matt, we got to hear it from you first. I think it's your era. This is your guy. I mean, Usher, what did you what did you make of the <laughs> halftime performance? Yep. So, I loved it. First first and foremost, loved it. When I put it up there as one of the best ever, like like when Snoop Dogg, Dre, Eminem, when that one happened, I was like, oh, that, that one, that was incredible. That was the best ever, you know, in my opinion. Um, this one, I'd put it like my personal, probably top five, just because I like Usher so much. You brought out Ludacris, Lil John, and, you know, Alicia Keys. Um, the one thing I don't like, because they only get, what's the number? You guys might know. They get like, it ends up being like a 12-minute show. Yeah, probably 12. I don't have to say, I think it's like 12 minutes or so. Well, I think he got a little longer. I think it was 14 or 15 what they said. So, yeah, for, you know, when you're watching it, it seems like it lasts a little while, but not that long. So they try to jam in all these songs. I wish they'd almost pick three songs and just sing them or maybe four something. Because, you know, he's trying to get Alicia Keys in. He's trying to get Ludacris. He's trying to get Lil Jon in. I guess he did try to get Bieber in, apparently, but Bieber said no. He's He's got some other stuff going on. But, yeah, like that was one thing. Like he'd start singing one song, and then, you know, he'd go to another one. And I'd be like, I want to hear that whole song. So right. that, that'd be my only thing. Otherwise, no, I thought it was – thought it was really good i mean he's got he's such a cat big catalog of hits i he mean does. it's and he, he's he's a great performer too dancing and ripping his shirt off of course you know roller skating he's he is yeah. yeah i mean he's impressed with the rollerblading was awesome to me it was like and i'm grading this on a super bowl performance scale not your i mean for a concert i mean wow impressive <laughs> the 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 stage was awesome I mean, you're talking about kind of how, like, I feel like Prince, what made his performance special, I feel like he played Purple Rain for, like, five minutes that night right. and just shredded on the in guitar the for a minute and a half, a part of it. So it's like, yeah, like, you can, maybe if you focus more, I mean, now Usher is not Prince. Nobody is. So I don't know if he has kind of that hit that you can sit on. I, I don't know. I, I thought it was good. I was entertained. I didn't take my eyes off the screen the whole time. I thought the first few minutes was slow with Alicia Keys. If yeah. I was going to edit anything, I'd probably edit that whole part out. Um it just, it was good, but I didn't, like, you think about, like, The weekend, and even, like, you're talking about the Dr. Dre and, like, that performance where they, apparently they each, like, put in, like, seven million of their own money. Like, weekends, like, running through, like, almost like a, a movie, like, maze thing in his performance. Dr. Dre and those guys all have, like, different, like, little mini houses built as their set. This just felt a little bit, like, underwhelming to me compared to that. And Ludacris... Ludacris is kind of one of those guys that it's almost like the Fab Five, man. It's like the further and further we get away from it, it's like, man, I don't know about that. That that was kind of where I'm at with Luda. I don't know if that's right or wrong. That's just me. The Fast and Furious movies, the the all the different money grabs he's done since then. Like, I just, it's just kind of, he's worn off his, his, his shine to me a little bit. So it just was, there's a couple times where, I don't know, the guy looked like CeeLo Green. That's who I thought it was. Jermaine I don't know who Dupree. he was. Who was that? Who Generally, who was that guy? Jermaine Dupree, he's he's a rapper, but he's kind of like a producer. Okay. He, he was he was big with with Ludacris and Usher and all those guys. Gotcha. Little John was awesome. I 100. Yeah. That was a nice little jolt of energy when they needed it. But yeah, I thought it was good. Again, grading it on a Super Bowl level scale, I didn't think it, it was better than the previous two Super Bowl performances we've had. It, it just just to me, and that's crazy because the weekend, a lot of people were maybe questioning it at the time, but. I don't know. I think he put on a better show than Usher did, to be honest. But yeah. still, an all-time show. It's it's kind of funny, you know. And I, I I don't really. These shows are what they are. It's definitely yeah. not my bag. But you know, it's a fifteen-minute <laughs> halftime thing. 
cool. I got time to go to the bathroom if I want to or whatever. But you I watched, watched it. them. You don't I watched leave. it. You... No, I yeah. did. I watched it. And I my my critique would be uh first of all, when they when he first came out, I thought the sound quality they they, were, they didn't have that all dialed up like they should have. I thought there right. was some some problems with the sound. Matt, you would know more about that than me. I saw some tweets about that. Yeah. That yeah, there's okay. some issues with Usher's mic. Yeah, but overall the, the performance was fine. I mean, for old geezers and maybe people that don't follow that music, when they did bring out the special guest, it would have been nice just a quick flash of who they are on the screen. I had no I clue what they that, were. I knew yeah, John. I mean, but, yes, but you know, that's I, I more of a that's more of a statement of like you shouldn't be bringing out people that people don't know. Okay. No, no offense to this Dupree character. That's fair. I mean, you know, I don't, he was like a he was a mainstay in that performance. Man, he had a lot of airtime. And I don't like. Did you, Matt? You seriously knew exactly who that was as soon as they flashed it? Yeah, when when I heard his voice, okay, he's been in so many songs. I knew his voice. I had no clue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, again, I like. I honestly, I would have leaned into the rollerblading. That was that was creative. That was awesome. That was yeah. cool. I think we could have done maybe another minute of that, like or or two. And, and yeah, I, and and the funny thing that everybody's pointing out is like that he was saying basically how we brought the A to the world. It's like. They've had like we've had we have a Super Bowl in Atlanta every like four years it seems like and right. the, they never have done this Atlanta crew in Atlanta so yeah I don't know I, I, I again this is like I remember when I was a kid and I wouldn't even Prince's like uh, performance like I, who gives a shit about this like right. Rolling Stone so finally it's my demographic and I and all the performances are are way better than they used to be and they finally started to pick the right people and Usher deserved a halftime performance but yeah. I just wish there would have been a little bit more. A little bit more pizzazz in it to me. Yeah, I, I could agree that Alicia Keys. I mean, she's incredible. She her first note though was not good. Right, no. right when she started singing, both my wife and I went, "Oh, ooh. ooh. <laughs> and then she locked in, and she, right. you know, and then she's she's amazing. Um, that could have been cut out because the songs that he has with her are so they're like slow, right. and it almost like even though they're really good, it almost like brings the energy down. It's like yeah, I feel like I should be slow dancing at a high school dance right now or something. So I, I could have done without that and then go longer on the hits with Lil John and Ludacris and stuff. And well, that, that yeah, could I have think, been better. I think that's what they've gotten away from too, is I mean Usher, he, he he's legit, man. He has he has yeah. enough hits. He could have he could have carried most of the show and then bring on one or two special guests, you right. know, for a short period. I think it took away from him with all these other people out there myself. Yeah, it was almost like after the Eminem, Dr. Dre, like right. Um I wonder if they think that's what they got to do because you had Eminem, Dr. Dre, 50 Cent showed up. Um, right. But think who, of those, those Lamar, how big a star those Lamar guys are. Up. And like like this, just think about comparing, you know, for this is like a basketball team, two, two basketball teams. It's like, wow, that Dr. Dre performance had a, a lot more star power to it than this one. So it's like it just didn't it didn't match it. But yeah. people down south and people like, you know, <laughs> who love Usher. Loved it, and and it. I didn't take my eyes off the screen, like I said. And the the right. how they do it, I it blows my mind. The camera, like in between the rollerbladers, it makes no sense to me how it's done. <laughs> but yeah, just just it I'll be impressive. curious to see who they pick next year. But uh, he 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 put on a damn good show. Looks the same he looked when he was twenty. Unbelievable. Yeah. I don't. He I mean, up testament well. to him taking care of himself. So yeah, Usher deserved his moment in the sun. Um, just a few little things I would have tweaked if I was his manager. What about then more from your your generation? What about Post Malone singing um, Oh great America the Beautiful? What about that? Fantastic. And and then that from and then from Ted's generation, Reba McIntyre doing the 
national anthem. But I thought both of them, I didn't, I, I saw so many people saying like, wow, Post Malone can sing. I'm not like a huge Post Malone fan. I, I like him. Yeah. But I thought everyone knew that about him, that he was a, a really good singer. He's not just well, like a, a rapper. So but yeah, I thought both you, of those were really good. And he's starting to kind of cross over. I mean, you saw he was in the full, he's from, you know, Texas. He's, he was in the full Texas regalia, man, for that. Yeah. And he's like kind of been dabbling in country, really. So, I mean, he had a good, yep. song, good song, Dial Drunk with Noah Kahan that you liked, Ted, from his SNL performance. Yeah, that was um, a really good song. So, I mean, honestly, this is where I'm looking toward next year. I mean, we saw Miley Cyrus's Grammy performance. I think I'd, I'd target her to maybe do the right. show. She could put on a damn good show, uh, yep. and I would target Post Malone. Uh, I don't think Taylor Swift is going to do it. Bieber wasn't even willing to go out there and do it uh, as a feature. I, don't, I think I guess he hasn't performed live in a while. Huh. Those are my two top candidates. Who who are you guys circling? The, those huh. would be the ones. If if we're if we're moving away from my generation, you know, if we're moving away from that, we're obviously probably moved past Ted's. No, no more, no more Rolling Garth Stones. Brooks. Ted. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Your Garth Brooks, Brooks. Uh, I still Garth out. Brooks. That's my pick. <laughs> yeah, uh, Miley. Miley would be good because she she could even do like some classic rock songs. Like she, yeah. you've seen her do some Stevie Nicks and stuff like that. She could do basically anything. Post Malone would be good. He's got a lot of hits, and he could do you know a country song. He could kind of do a wide range of songs. But yeah. I would be curious. Because it's got to be a star. I mean, it. I remember when Maroon Maroon Five did it. You know, a few years ago, four or five years ago. Again, my generation, I liked Maroon Five, but they weren't like a globally big Taylor Swift, Miley Cyrus. You know, even Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, all that. So I remember some people being like, "Wow, really, Maroon Five for the Super Bowl halftime? All right." So you got to be choosy with that. Well, I'll go. I'll go along with Miley Cyrus. Uh, I'm a fa- I'm big fan. I've been a big yeah. fan of hers for a long time. She could she could sing any song, any genre. I mean, yeah. it, it would be a good show, and she's she'd be outrageous enough to uh, right. get get us talking about it too. Well, you were going to start to talk about commercials, Matt. What what do you yeah. think about the commercials? Yeah, I, I was I was curious what you guys think, especially you, Ted. You, you're the yeah. you're the TV guy. Yep. I've always been. I the commercials were never the biggest deal to me. You know, I'd always watch them. Ha, right. laugh at them yeah doritos or whatever but like you know budweiser always used to have good ones i'm it's just not that big of a deal anymore i don't know if it's because of social media or because youtube you know or I, whatever i don't know what it is but you see a couple that are really good and then it really is just like there's like nothing to it like there was a ton of what there was like a you know and this is i'm not making a statement or whatever but there was like a jesus ad so there, that yeah, that, that was kind of weird. And then there, what's that website, Timu or whatever? It's basically they had like about China, five. Yeah, it's basically like Chinese Amazon is basically what it is. But <laughs> so now, now I'm yeah. probably gonna get the ads on my phone all the time because I'm talking about it. But yeah, they had five. <laughs> so you know, you didn't see the normal Budweiser, but like right. maybe you did, and I didn't notice. Doritos, they had like one Budweiser had one Clydesdale so. commercial that was a kind of. A, Dud, really? It yeah, was, like Pe- uh, Pepsi. Like, Coke. we're gonna have He's a dog him. licking a horse's head, and that's gonna be cute. For free. <laughs> that's gonna be the whole thing of commercial. Yeah, I don't know. I well, the thing that sucks is they all air before the Super Bowl. I think the big ones you see them before they even are you it's, know hit the airwaves. It's yeah, it's changed right. from what it used to be. But but honestly, you know, this is I thought one of the more creative and kind of cool commercials. And Ted, I know you love this one just because of the music. Uh, why am I blanking on the Queen song? But it was a Pfizer commercial. This oh, is not right. some you know vaccine statement. I just thought they had a solid commercial with the different 
you know, I, it was like, it was like different guys, like mouthing the lyrics, like, like on the wall, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was yeah. creative yeah. and in the good song that, selection. That was good. I mean, the big one, I think most people are talking about are the, uh, Ben Affleck one, probably. Oh, right? yeah. I mean, yeah, the yeah. Affleck. That, that that was solid. I mean, with Brady yeah. and J-Lo, that was good. And I also, I like the uh, Michael Sarah one. That, he just cracks me up, whatever he does. But yeah. overall, <laughs> I think you set it up right at the beginning, man. It's not it's not like it used to be. It used to be you would you would not go to the bathroom when it was commercial time. You wanted to see what, right. what, was, what they came up with. And it's way past that now. The good ones that I think they come up with every year. Yeah. Yeah, like you said, Jared, a lot of times you see it on Twitter or wherever – or Facebook, you know, whatever you're on before the Super Bowl. So it's kind of, it's almost like a buzzkill or whatever you want to say. So, yeah, yeah, it, it's still kind of, because there are still a few that make you laugh, but overall, yeah, the commercials, not not what they used to be. But still, Super Bowl Sunday's fun, especially if you can be there in Vegas, I guess. Well, before we move on to a quick little entertainment, uh, you know, it's a big week for the Spartans. You know, if they want to continue to make it to the tournament, I mean, they got Penn State this week and Michigan, 6 o'clock Saturday night. Hey, we get to watch that one, not on Peacock. Yeah. Flip back and forth. Big week for Tom Izzo. They had the big win over Illinois, so that that definitely boosts their resume. And we, we've said it. They'll, they'll find a way to get into the tournament, whether yeah. it's winning a couple games in the Big Ten tournament or finishing the regular season strong. But they're they're going to find a way to get in. And then, like we've been saying for the last month, no one's going to want to play them as long as, you know, they're healthy once they get into the tournament because they do have experience. You know, the Izzo is going to have them prepared, and they, they do have some some good players when it comes tournament time. So, so yeah, Michigan State, as usual, rounding into form. It doesn't, it doesn't seem like they're going to all of a sudden fall apart, you know, and lose of the last couple of weeks of games and miss the tournament. The big one, I mean, Michigan – Saturday, this is their season. I mean, right. if you can go in and as as Michigan beat Michigan State, and I don't think that would be the game to keep Michigan State out of the tournament. But you know, It'd potentially, it would be a very bad loss for Michigan State. So that's what Michigan's circling that they'll have Doug McDaniel because it's at home. So is this one Peacock streaming? No, that was the last one. Is oh. it, what is this one airing? Is it is it, um yeah? I would you're, assume Fox, but okay. Six if you're Fox. Michigan State, and I tell you what, that comeback win they had, and how AJ Hoggard and and Izzo basically you know got into it, that is exactly what you want to see if you're a State fan. That to me shows like this team is finally starting to take it upon themselves. Hoggard is starting to lead a little bit more than than he was maybe willing to at the start of the year. That was all I needed to see ahead of March. It really was. I think that they're going to be, they're going to be experienced. Obviously, they had tur- they made a decent run last year. They're old. They're finally starting to get it. Izzo's, you know, banging them on the head. Finally, seemingly getting through. They're looking good, man. And don't be surprised if they beat Michigan by thirty. Like that's where I'm at. Yeah, they like, might. It, that, you know, if they you're, do, you're getting that. Sorry, Ted. You're, you're getting that West Coast time. It's it's eight o'clock Eastern on Saturday. Oh, oh, sorry about that. My no, mistake. you're good. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to up on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. And, and uh, you know, on the other side of the coin, Juwan, the pressure's got to keep building, isn't it? I mean, it's just, it's ugly down there, man. I, I just, I'd be surprised if if this is the year. He had said, you know, with, we've talked about it. I've, I'm saying the same thing I've said a few times. With the, the weird offseason that he had with the surgery and everything, 
But if, if they finish the season still dead last in the Big Ten, they've got to do something, whether it's shaking up his staff. You know, it stinks because you got a guy like Phil Martelli who you thought was going to be like a good mentor for Juwan, and he's got his other, other guys on his staff that are experienced coaches. But it's like if you keep if you keep Juwan and you just run it back with the same staff, like like what, what are you trying to do? You know, right. so I don't know. It, it wouldn't surprise if I had a feeling it's 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 going to be a it's going to they're going to agree to part ways. Juwan will say you know maybe stress and his heart health. you know surgery health. Yeah, I, I, this is the thing, man. We said it said it time again. I mean, every time we bring up this team, it like just depresses me. It's like God, <laughs> yeah. they they're not they're not fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, think about think about those like Rich Rod fo- Michigan football teams. Yeah, they weren't great, but man, they were fun to watch. This team, there's nothing to there's nothing to there's nothing to talk about. It's like, right. you just, you just, you, you check the scores. You see another loss, keep seeing the L's pile up in the, in the win and loss column. Uh, and you yeah. kind of move on with your life. Yeah. You watch them when they play state and it makes you even sicker to your stomach. Uh, and then we, we do it again uh, the night later. So it's time for a change. Uh, right. I mean, I don't know if it's, if there's a guy an assistant who would make sense to elevate. I don't know. I'm not sure what candidates are out there that we could replace. I'm not sure if Juwan will be fired or if they will dismiss him. I wouldn't think it'd be egregious if he got one more year um, just as a got to win now or it is over for you, but just not fun, just not fun. And it's really putting a damper on uh, this upcoming March Madness tournament. Yeah. I had a thought before we wrap this up and we don't have to look it up right now, but you know, before the Spartans beat Illinois, when was the last time, that Michigan and Michigan State did not make the tournament. So I was just thinking, what would happen if they didn't make it? I mean, it's been a long time, right? I mean, what, Michigan State's on what? What's the streak what? right now for Michigan State? 26, 20, 25, something like that. So I mean, it's at least been that long. So right, right. And then Michigan in the nineties, you know, was was good. So right. Uh, Let's see it, here. Probably since the mid eighties or something would be my guess. It, it's it's been a long time. I do know right. that because it, it always makes March Madness fun when one of our teams is in it, whether you like right. Michigan State or not. I I like them both, but yeah, I, I, it was just a question that came up in my mind. I didn't even waste any time looking it up. And but uh, I'm, tr- I'm trying to do my time. research here. I, yeah, I, I know it was, it was 1996, 1997. Um, that the last time Michigan State didn't make it, and neither did Michigan. Michigan went okay. to the NIT tournament and they won the NIT. So under All Steve right. Fisher. So there you go. Long time ago. Long yeah. time ago. Well, the, the, the streak will continue, it looks like, for the Spartans. All right, we'll uh, take another short break and wrap this up with a quick little entertainment tonight right after this. The Memorial Healthcare Wellness Center is another great addition to the Owasso community. Start your wellness journey today by signing up for a 2024 membership. Get 15% off a yearly membership and 15% off your enrollment fee for new members. Membership gets you full use of the workout equipment, fitness classes like Pilates, yoga, spin, and many others. Relax in the steam room or sauna after your workout. Run, jog, or walk around the third floor Skytrack. Enjoy the spa-like locker rooms with sparkling clean private showers and other amenities. For more details, go online at memorialhealthcare.org or call 989-720-CARE. Corey Shook and Associates Real Estate Services is the official and exclusive realtor and broker for Three Point Podcast. Corey and her team have been providing personal, exemplary service and real estate sales since 2004. 
Corey Shook and Associates Real Estate Services are total professionals helping you sell your current house or buying your dream home. Stop in at 216 West Exchange Street in Owasso, get info online at coreyshook.com, and follow on Facebook at Corey Shook Realtor for more details. If you are looking for honesty, ambition, and expertise, you're looking for Corey Shook and Associates Real Estate Services. Are you ready to take your brand to the next level? Look no further. Introducing AZ Branding Solutions, where we help grow your brand from A to Z. At AZ, we're committed to helping businesses and organizations like yours reach new heights. Our full-service print and digital branding agency is your one-stop destination for all things branding. Need a stunning web or graphic design that captures your essence? We've got you covered. Want captivating social media content that engages your audience? Done. And that's not all. We're experts in video production and photography, ensuring your brand tells a compelling visual story. Plus, we specialize in screen printing and embroidery, turning your brand into wearable art that speaks volumes. Whether you're a startup or an established business, AZ is here to transform your brand dreams into reality. Ready to grow with us? Partner with AZ today and experience the difference. Visit our website at www.az.co or give us a call at 1-844-360-AZEE. AZ Branding Solutions, where your success begins. All right, guys, I really got just one. Well, two, two of you included the uh, Beatles show there at uh, the Mirage. But uh, the one show I watched on uh, Netflix that this is before you guys, but you, you can appreciate it if you get a chance to watch it. It's on Netflix. It's called The Greatest Night in Pop. And it was how Lionel Richie and Michael Jackson pulled together and Quincy Jones pulled together all the artists to put together the recording of We Are the World. And it's all kinds of behind the scenes video and whatnot. You know, they, they made it, they wrote this song. They wanted to, 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 to help hunger in the world. And they said, the only way we can get all these superstar recording artists to do this was do it on a night. They're all together. So they were at the American music awards and they put it all together. They, they worked all night long to record this all the way till like eight o'clock the next morning with all these egos, all these superstars and pulled it off. And I, I would say it's well worth the watch. You're, you're going you're gonna to see Bruce Springsteen as a young guy, you know, and Lionel Richie and Michael Jackson. It's really, really well done. I saw, I saw a clip of Michael Jackson when he, he sang his part and then a couple other people like jumped in and started singing. And he, he kind of gave them like a side eye. The side like, eye. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, really? is he, was he the alpha in that room? Was it Michael Jackson? Uh, well, he was definitely an alpha in his own world. Michael Jackson is Michael Jackson, but Lionel Richie was really the ringleader. He, okay. he was the guy that kind of pulled it all together, him and Quincy Jones. And, uh, it, it's just fascinating to see all the behind the scenes stuff. Quincy Jones reached out to Stevie Wonder to see if he would write the song or maybe no, it was Lionel Richie reached out to him and got voicemail or couldn't make connections to him. He, he was ghosted for like three weeks, you know? So Richie had to pull it together with Michael Jackson to write the song. Stevie wonder shows up. The song's all written, you know, he was, he shows up finally to help him out, but uh, it, it's, it's, it's a pretty good doc. I'd recommend it. I'd give it a, I'd give it a three, uh, 3.0 on the three point scale. Especially with all the behind the scenes video, seeing all those artists, like you said, oh, that would be really stuff. cool. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't really been, 
since the last time we did entertainment, haven't really watched much. It's been whether I'm working or we're just watching whatever we turn on at night after the kids go to bed. But we do have a list. We we have a list of things we want to watch. I'm surprised. What's the what's the movie um, with Zac Efron? Iron Claw. Yeah. I'm surprised that hasn't come up. Like, I, well, Ted, of course, but I'm surprised. That seems like one you would have watched, Jared. Yeah, I've been. It's one of those things I've been waiting for. As soon as it goes on, you know, whether it's seven ninety nine or whatever, I got to pay for. It. As soon as it's on those, I think it's it's some weird thing where I think they have like an exclusive with Apple TV, and so it's maybe taking a little bit longer to go on streaming. Where some of these other movies, within a few weeks of it being in theaters, you can rent it for twenty dollars. So I think at least that's what I ran into a few a couple weeks ago when I was kept checking like every day to see if I could rent it. Right. Yeah, that's a big one on the list. Uh, Lord of the Rings, as you know. All right. Um, slowly but surely making my way through it. Um, yeah, again, I, I still don't understand what this ring's power is, but we're about two and a half movies, two and a half movies in. I, I still don't totally get it, but um, still, like, I appreciate the battle scenes, and there was a pretty sweet battle at the end of the second one, the Twin yeah. Towers. That, that was pretty cool. Again, yeah. just it reminds me a lot of Game of Thrones where you're just kind of blown away with the with these battles and the CGI and all that. And given the time period where it was what, 2000, 2001, it's yeah. pretty incredible. So, so I'll be curious to see how that one plays out down the stretch. We basically, where I'm at with it right now, for those who are lotter diehards, um, we're finding out why Gollum is now, you know, Schmeagle or Schmeagle is now Gollum basically <laughs> yep. because the ring turned him into that creature. So yep. that's where we're at. We just found that out. And sure, surely it seems like Gollum is going to backstab Frodo and uh, Sam Samwell, I think, is uh, his buddy's name. So that's where we're at. We're on there. We're following their journey right now to Mordor. Well, I, I, I appreciate I, that you're knocking it off in chunks. You're not able to just watch it yeah, all. Impossible, <laughs> impossible. Yeah. Four-hour movies, and it's like <laughs> genuinely, it's like I don't, you don't. I like it's one of those movies where you're watching, like you don't know what the characters' names, you don't know really what the hell is going on. You just like watching guys get axes, you know, orcs get axes in their right. in their chest. So that's that's where I'm at with it. <laughs> Yeah, one of the next ones I'm going to be checking out is on HBO Max, uh, True Detective with Jodie Foster. I'm kind of waiting until oh, they yeah. put a few more in the can so I can start watching it and you know, kind of binge it. So I'm looking forward to that one. All right, guys, I think anything else in sports, anything else we need to get on the table before we wrap this off? Let's do it. All okay. right, just thanks to all our partners, including Memorial Healthcare's Wellness Center. Talk to their reps. Go online, see what discounts are available for memberships. Get healthy, get in shape. Also, thank Thanks to our partners, AZ Branding Solutions, Jacobs Insurance Agency, Corey Shook and Associates Real Estate Services, Rivals Tap House and Grill, and Success Group Mortgage and Servicing. That'll do it. Peace and love, everybody. Be kind. Thanks for listening. Hey, gang, please consider a donation to the ALS Association Michigan Chapter, serving people with ALS and their families since 1988. There still is no cure for Lou Gehrig's disease, and every 90 minutes, someone is diagnosed with ALS. For more details, go online at webmi.alsa.org. Three Point Podcast is a Sportsnet Michigan Three Point Podcast production. Subscribe and share on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or any of your favorite podcast hosting sites. Comments and questions can be sent via social media at Three Point Pod or by email to Three Point Pod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.